0: Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Higelbun on Twitter, and I'm here to talk to you today a little bit about difficulty and gatekeeping, and particularly a game I stayed up till 2 a.m. last night finishing up. Uh, but probably from the review I'll give, you won't quite understand why. Uh, it's Rykon Games' uh, Ruiner, put out by. Um Oh, boy, who was it put out by? Uh, It doesn't really matter. Uh, Rikon's the important part. Uh, Devolver. Devolver put it out. So a lot of really interesting games put out by Devolver Digital, um, including one that I've written on and and should have something coming out on soon, uh, the Talos Principle. Uh, But the actual developing company here is Rycon, And I don't know much more from Rikon's uh, stuff. I haven't really researched it. And that's kind of on purpose because I want to consider Ruiner as its own thing. But it's very difficult to consider Ruiner as its own thing. So the basic premise of the game, it is uh, basically like a cyberpunk deal. It has a a general sense of, you know, in the future, things have gotten super polluted. You're in some vaguely Chinese city, maybe like a a, a Japan, maybe a sort of like... um, fast-forwarded Los Angeles. It's very Blade Runner-y, very uh, William Gibson, very Neal Stephenson. Um, the premise is that you, among all these other people, are basically these... Um, well, I guess you're a little different. So what you're going to find out while I do the, the plot summary, and I'll do it very quickly, uh, is that the lore in this game is not super well fleshed out. And that's not a dig against the people who did Runner. This game... I, and this will come up again, but this game really at its at its perfect level would probably be about a 20 to 30 hour game. Um, while there are some games and I'll bring this game up again, uh, like Cuphead, uh, the recent game put out, uh, this ultra popular game put out that is, you know, extremely difficult. Um, but also very much its own sort of contained difficulty, very unique and very at home with its eight hour plot. Um, Ruiner is maybe about 10 hours, uh, eight if you're a little better at it than I am. Um, and it needs to be a little more. Uh, so the basic premise is very matrixy, I guess. Uh, people live in these pods uh, in order to get money in the society that they live in. They live in these pods and basically fulfill virtuality, um, v- before uh, fulfill the function of virtuality. They are uh, essentially pods. For people to be able to um, experience things, uh, live vicariously through, you know, people who are essentially being paid nothing. Um, there are other ways to make money in the society. There are other sort of more demeaning ways. Uh, organ donation, uh, live organ donation, of course, being one that's hinted at a lot. And, um, you know, sort of like more or less violent sex work is, is also hinted at. It's a very, you know, for better and for worse, it's a very typical cyberpunk thing. You can fill in the blanks. Quite easily, um, you play this character. Um, and he doesn't really have a name. They call him Puppy uh, through the through the game, but truthfully, there's no name to him. Um, who doesn't speak? He doesn't have a face. He's wear he wears basically a. Um, It's effectively like an LED mask. Um, It pops up things like kill you or no file or we were never friends or stuff like that, just on the face as you go through the game. But mostly it looks like a motorcycle mask. And this is in some ways uh, where I think a lot of the similarities to something like Hotline Miami come in. Um, The idea of a mask, the idea of an ultra violent game, you're a killer. Um, None of that feels new either. So you have these two things there that don't quite feel new. But what's neat about Ruiner is that the plot really does string you along uh, quite a bit. You open up the game and you're being controlled by this guy to go, you know, kill various people. You're told to do it. You have to do it um, or you'll die. And at the end of the level, you're hacked by a a girl who says, like, hey, they're doing this against your will. Right. And so the whole game, you're going through these various levels, um, trying to right wrongs and uh, rescue your brother. So if you're really all that interested in spoilers, here's spoilers for Runner. So, you know, you can skip ahead maybe uh, 30 seconds. So the end of the plot is that your brother actually doesn't exist. The brother is actually a genetic brother. So quote unquote brother. That is the boss of the company that you um, were initially hired to kill. And at the end of the game, the girl takes over and says like, actually, I want to kill him anyway. And you have to, you know, finish the job. So you destroy this company Uh, this group of people keeping your brother in in chains and also this group of people who are functioning as the purveyors of virtuality. So again, very William Gibson, uh, you know, corporate uh, governance, uh, extreme oligarchy, right? Um, The weird thing about this game though, is that while all the window dressing is pretty neat, the idea of virtuality is interesting. There's a lot of very disturbing elements about it. The, the kind of like pods in which virtuality is produced, the the ways in which people are just ground up and spit out by these machines, um, the the design, I mean, the design is brilliant. It's fascinating and really cool to look at. The game itself is kind of bland. And I hate to say this because it is a lot of fun too. It's extremely addictive. Um, and the, this, the, the first and second, I'd say like there's two settings effectively. There's a, an underground garage where you fight a gang called the Creeps. Um, and that's really interesting and fun. I like the creeps level a lot. Uh, and then, you know, you, you basically break into the factory level of um, of the place producing virtuality um, thing called, of course, heaven. Uh, the the allegories are not exactly subtle in this game. And, uh, you know, you kill the various things producing virtuality angels and a thing called mother, uh, which is uh, controlled by two twinned uh, monstrosities called the six sisters. It's very, you know. It's Catholic, right? Um, brother, son, you get it. So while those two levels are pretty interesting, the I'd say two-thirds of the game takes place in these factory levels, and it does get a little samey after a while, uh, scenery-wise. Really, the star of the game, in a lot of ways, isn't the combat, which is a little clunky. Um, it's very difficult because you, you are not uh, especially... You don't have a lot of endurance, right? You can only get so- shot so many times, and then you'll die, and you restart again very quickly. Uh, but your gun is not especially powerful. Uh, you can find powerful guns, but the, really, it's a melee game at heart uh, in terms of like what is the most effective strategy up until the very end. And unless you have the slowdown power, which the game also has powers, you can slow down time, and the game becomes very playable. But at regular speed, it is extraordinarily difficult. There's dashing, there's stuff like that, and in a perfect world, this would sort of produce this game that has a learnable style that you could become very mastered in, you could become like extremely good at, uh, it could be beautiful in its own way, but ultimately what it produces is actually just like this, this version of the game that you die a, a ton of times and just try and get the level right, right? I don't have any desire, let me say this, to go back and get S grades on these levels. I'm just happy to be done with them. Uh, I enjoyed them at the time. I wanted to beat them at the time. The game pushed me to beat them at the time. But uh, you know, I don't have to go back. What really brought me back to the game a lot was the town you ended up in. Um, uh, the 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 I can't remember the name. It's not important. But the um, the sort of like uh, uh, pseudo Shanghai uh, slums or whatever that you end up in after you escape uh, your initial. Out and meet up with your 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 new friends, the the woman who's hacked you, and all the people who help you on your revenge quest. Right? Um, <clears throat> the you know the the interesting thing about all that is like there are little things happening around town. There are characters that you know, like there's a mechanic and there's a there's a, a sex worker who seems worried about something. There's someone trying to run a, an illicit business inside a bar. There's an old cop who wants to. You know, collect bounties and doesn't want anything else to do with you. There's a girl on a on a bridge who tells you to go hack cats who are spying on everyone. It turns out she's right, so you have to go hack cats. It's it's fun. Then there's like an old woman who has like the secrets of the universe. There's an I Ching reader or an I Ching reader. Uh, it's fascinating. It's a, it's a little ecosystem, and it's by far the most fun part of the game, because beyond the ecosystem, what you end up getting is not a level of like. I don't know. It's not a level of, of progressive difficulty. It's not a level of difficulty that gives you a sense of like, okay, here's how I get better or here's how I do better or, oh, I, I see how this works now. Um, it's a lot more about memorization and perfection and a lot more about pushing you to either feel bad about or to be emasculated by your, your losses. So this is the difference between it and Cuphead, which I won't dwell on too much here. I really love Cuphead, and I'm going to be talking a lot about Cuphead in the future, uh, both in writing and I think I think uh, someone's coming on. I, I don't want to say because I don't know if it's for sure uh, to talk about Cuphead, but um, the the difference between this Ruiner and Cuphead is that Cuphead is extremely difficult. It's a different kind of game. Uh, Cuphead is a is a uh, a platformer. Uh, ruiner is an isometric uh, 3d ish view 1.5 d think like those um SNES shadow run games uh they're different I mean they're just like different games but the real difference between them is that cuphead has this learning curve that is actually a learning curve you start understanding how bosses work you'll start understanding how your powers work as cuphead it's simple enough but complex enough that there are things you can pick up and adapt to you never memorize the boss's moves it's actually a matter of memorizing and learning okay how do i adapt to these attacks how do i deal with this you can't just like hold b and get through the game you have to figure out how to play it in ruiner It's much more about luck and much more about making you feel bad for dying. In Cuphead, yeah, okay, sure, like, you don't want to die, but the game is almost but not quite explicitly telling you, like, hey, look, you have to die a couple times in order to actually get what you need out of this. In order to understand how this game works, you're going to die a few times in these bosses. You'll figure it out. In Ruiner, it really is, like, the, the grading level, the sort of, like... Dialogue, the extremely intense atmosphere. It feels like an assault when you lose and it gets frustrating and addictive only because you're like so irritated with it that you need to win. Now, I don't want to make it seem like I didn't like the game. I really liked Runner. I beat it. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. But on some levels, what it felt like was less a game, less something constructed to give me a sense of like, you know, achievement or, um, uh, what's the word, uh, adaptation or, um, mastery and more something engineered to make me addicted to almost like a phone game, right? There, there was a very phone game element to Reowner that I couldn't quite put my finger on. It's not that it's badly designed and it's not that it's not pretty. It's very pretty. And I think a lot of the battle systems have a lot of potential. I think the story has a lot of potential. Um, I think Raycon might be too small to have, like, produced the full game as, as a studio uh, or the full game as, like, I would imagine it. But maybe this was what they intended. I don't know. Um, that's neither here nor there. I would say, like, if you like hard games, if you like cyberpunk, if you like that kind of stuff, it's it's worth your time. Um, I might wait for a sale, but 20 bucks isn't crazy. So, you know, you might enjoy it. It's, it's fun. Um, but the level of fun it is is this sort of frustration fun, like deep relief when you finally beat a level that you've been having trouble on. Um, extreme frustration when you can't whereas cuphead is rarely frustrating for me and that that might just be me but there's a there's an understanding in the game there's an understanding that like hey look here's how the game works here's what you need to do just figure it out whereas in ruiner it's like you could never beat this you're terrible at this you're so bad at this and it, it is it is like a very typically you know masculinist dialogue where it's like yeah look this is a hard game man either either sack up or get out whereas cuphead says like yeah it's a hard game but you can get it now i know that seems kind of maybe a little bit oversimplified i know that maybe seems a little bit hand-holding uh to say but outside of like whether or not it's fair which isn't really a question i'm super interested in Ruiner's aesthetic is hurt by this aggressiveness, right? It's this hypercritical uh, anti-capitalist text in a lot of ways, like all sorts of cyberpunk is. But it's so hyper-individualist and so aggressively like demeaning and competitive that it undercuts it right from the start. The best parts in the game are the moments where you're in town interacting with other people because those parts are actually like building story, not building a sense of value as a player and as a sort of avatar of the character. I think there's a lot to like about Ruiner, and I think there's a lot of potential there. But it, like other games, its genre, let's say, um, Dark Souls likes are like this as well, but Cuphead, like Dark Souls itself, gives you an in. Ruiner does not quite give you an in, and I think if you weren't familiar with video games, if you didn't like already know how to play video games at least fairly well, You'd bounce right off Ruiner. It wouldn't be fun. Um, And that's odd. That's an odd thing to produce, right? It's very gatekeepy. It's very like a sense of you already have to know video games to enjoy this video game. And I don't know if Raikon's doing that on purpose. I don't mean to malign them. I think it's a lovely game for a small studio to put out. I think it's a terrific indie game. Um, I just think it would be better if there were access given, And this goes back to easy modes, where I don't necessarily think an easy mode is the the way to go. I did play this on hard mode, maybe it's it's a little different on normal, but I don't think it's an easy mode necessarily that needs to happen. I really honestly think it is creative use of difficulty. And we see this in Cuphead, and I'm wondering if there aren't going to be more Cuphead likes in this way, because there is a unique and interesting engagement with difficulty where it is an adaptation process as opposed to an attrition process. And adaptation over attrition is a really, really good way to get people into games that have not been into them already. Attrition, people who have played games a lot, yeah, we get it. You lose a lot, you get mad, you throw your controller across the room. That's not what your average person playing, uh, you know, you could say consumer if you're a company, I would say like, um, spectator or um, I don't know uh, art observer it's hard to hard to come up with a noun but it's not what they're looking for right they're looking for something that produces a story and produces an effect and if the effect simply is frustration then no wonder people aren't gonna play it this isn't about easy mode it's about making something that actively works to do video games smarter. And Ruiner, for all that makes it good, it's a neat game, the aesthetics cool, I do like the battle system for what it is, um, it doesn't innovate in terms of difficulty. And for a game that centers difficulty like it does, that simply makes it a feature um, as opposed to a defining quality. So thanks everyone, um, thanks again for, subscri- uh, for subscribing and supporting the Patreon Keep an ear out. I have a lot of really exciting uh, interviews coming up. I'm really, really excited to get them to you. And yeah, uh, please keep on listening. Rate, review, tell a friend. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart.